me already? <laughs> My computer mad disrespect. Hey, Mike, I just sent you a picture. Uh-oh. I'm sending it to you as well. Okay. All right. We get ready to go on ahead and go live. Uh, and here we go. Welcome to a another episode, a long-awaited episode of Trigger with Instructor Mike and Friends. I'm Instructor Mike. Marquise is back. John is back. Jacob lost his voice because he, he was teaching the class. He said he couldn't come in, so he was teaching the class. So, guys, do your thing, and we're going to go ahead and hit right up. What's going on, Mike? Go ahead. Whichever one of you want to introduce. John. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to go first? Sure. Rock paper, rock, paper, scissors. Uh, yeah. Uh, Guardians Concepts, based out of Bourbon A, Illinois. Um, we do concealed carry training. Uh, we also do advanced tactics training. We are also going to be offering some other medical courses in the future, as we just brought on a new instructor. As um, far as upcoming classes, um, I have a concealed carry class this weekend. Um, we've pretty much been nonstop the last few weeks. I had class last weekend. I had class Monday and Tuesday this week. Uh, we have Guardian Tactics Level 1 and 2, June 4th, that actually we're going to be doing at the ISRA range in Bonfield. That's where we're going to start hosting our advanced classes. Um, other than that, not a whole lot else going on. That's it. Awesome. What's going on, everybody? Marquise Miranda with P6 Firearms Training. Uh, we do the concealed carry classes. We do the... Concealed carry instructor classes. Those of you who want to become concealed carry instructors with <coughs> desire to actually teach and train, not just to make a little bit of extra money on the side, I will weed you out. So don't come to me unless you really have that in your heart. Um, we're also going to start to introduce the covert carry training, which allows the people to actually draw from concealment as well as drills of reverse engineering how you actually shoot. Um, looking for a June 26th course, waiting to find out where I'm going to host it because I'm waiting on input from Wisconsin. If it doesn't happen in Wisconsin, I'll be right there where John just mentioned, which is the Israel Range, the Illinois State Rifle Association. You know, they they don't BS when it comes to dates, and they don't BS when it comes to the range time. So if they toss up and they say, hey, June 26th is yours, 
I'm gonna have to go where I need where I'm, where I'm wanted, and people respond back. So we'll see what happens. Outstanding, and you already got one person that said they wanted to be an instructor right there. So King Drew, uh, Marquise's information He's in Arizona. is huh? He's in Arizona. Shit. Exactly. Yeah. He stuck that part in. That's why he put the LOL at the bottom. Damn. But you know what? Yeah, if that. he's trying to be a USCCA instructor, well, no, they don't even have, you don't have to take a course in Arizona. You, they got constitutional so, carry. So you don't have to take a course, but the thing is, is that you still got people in Arizona who want to be trained properly. So it's still good to have that instructor who's willing to still teach you the proper methods besides the fact that constitutionally you can carry a gun, but it doesn't mean that you know how to carry a gun constitutionally true true well king drew hit him up hit him up okay uh yeah <laughs> king drew knows it that part. that is another thing as well i'll throw in for us real quick we are looking for other instructors um to help pick up our our class load that we have coming up yeah um so people are interested hit us up we do have an instructor class coming up in june um if you do come on board with us it is a year program as far as mentorship wise you will work for, with us for that first year and then from there if you decide you want to stick with us then you can um if you want to branch out and start doing your own thing then obviously we're, we're well open to that and that's going to always be a great thing yes what's going on all right do us do us all a favor if you're watching this on youtube share this if you're watching it on facebook like it comment share you know, tag some people in it. Let's get these numbers up because this is going to be an interesting conversation. We, of course, are going to be talking about the Buffalo, New York uh, situation that took place. And not just that, even though the Buffalo, New York situation is the catalyst of the conversation uh, that we are going to have because it is an important one to have. But the question still uh comes on the mind as what are you going to do? What are we going to do? That is that is something that's very important to talk about. What are we going to do uh, in this given situation? First of all, your thoughts about uh, the Buffalo New York. I mean, I don't know who all didn't hear about it. I guess we can go on ahead and uh, uh, play the video and then talk about it. We're in you know, for some who did not hear about it. This one's about a nine minute video. So, uh, yeah, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts about it before we even go on ahead and dive into it and talk about it? Whoever wants to go free fall. So, thoughts. Strategic. Very strategic. Um, he knew to go to a place where there was no resistance, which is literally the definition of active shooters, active threats, which we prefer active threats over active shooters because, again, if you do the same thing with a knife, you're still an active threat. Mm -hmm. um, he knew where he wanted to go. He knew where there would be no resistance, where he could have mass casualties with no resistance. And New York, I mean, it says it in the news. He traveled two, was it 200 miles? Yeah, yeah. 200 miles just to do what he wanted to do, which was find somewhere where he can cause the most amount, the most amount of damage in the least amount of time with little to no resistance. Now, there was a security guard there, okay? There was one. 
I don't know where his shot placement was, but supposedly I think it was in his armor, not on, not on flesh. Mm-hmm. So that's something totally different. We always talk about you know how good guys with guns stop bad guys with guns, but you know, good guys with guns have to be trained to stop bad guys with guns. And you have to know that if something ain't working, there's a reason why it's called the Mozambique drill. And if the Mozambique drill don't go two to the body, one to the head, now we go two to the body, maybe one to the pelvic girdle. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. maybe one to the four artery. But again, without knowing what this man was dressed like, uh-oh, yeah, incoming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Without knowing what he was dressed in, what he was wearing, and all the other good stuff, you know, it's it's one of those situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those of you all who are watching, let's get the numbers up. Let's get the numbers up. Like, comment, share. What's going on, Unc? Uh, shoot to win. You, I know you're dropping right in. He just <laughs> flew in from LaGuardia having an awesome time in New York. So, shouts out to you again. Are, are you hearing us? You like you? No? <laughs> he, why he acting like the real Unc? This, does this thing work? <laughs> Are you trying out your new beats by? I know. Hold on, hold on. You play? Are, are, you, are you trying out your beats by Dave headphones? Beats by Dave, <laughs> right? <laughs> beats by and Dave. Yes. Um. You can conceal carry in New York, but they are what they call a May issue state. Mm-hmm. So a May issue state, for those of you who don't know, is that the police can choose whether or not if you have a need or desire to carry. They can choose it. Right, Where right. Illinois is a shot issue state, which is if you have nothing wrong with your background and you just get it because nothing wrong with your background. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, John, well, it's not like you're muted right now. Oh, you good? Okay. What What are your thoughts, Unc? We're just talking about our thoughts on the Buffalo, New York shooting. Uh, Marquise uh, offered some wonderful thoughts. John, what, what are your thoughts? And then we'll go on ahead and... I mean, across the board, yeah. I mean, he was investigated previously. So, I mean, again, we, we look at the... Everyone always, always wants to blame the guns as the problem, okay? There's problems with the systems that are in place. And everyone always says, let's add more gun control. Let's add more gun control. No, how about we just utilize the, the, the stuff that's in place and utilize it correctly. Right. You know what I mean? Prime example with us, you know what I mean? Mm. Thing, going back off of Buffalo, but the Aurora shooter, okay? Mm. He was convicted of domestic violence down south. Should have never had a Floyd card in the first place. True. So again, it's the gun control that we have that's not being utilized correctly, allowing people to gain access to things that they shouldn't have access to. So it's not that we need to ban guns. It's not that we need to ban guns. The guns are not the problem. The gun is a tool. Okay? The tool don't operate without a person. Amen. But, Stephen, you know, we could say it's a mental health issue but I think that does the conversation a slight no, it's it's a contributing factor to the conversation. But I think that takes away from people who planned it. Like this was methodical. This wasn't absolutely this you, was very methodical. Yeah, like and even Dylan Roof with the South Carolina situation. Unc, you're in South Carolina, right? 
Yeah. North Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay, North Carolina. I'm right. Stones throw away. Right, right. And so it's right. We get it's not the whole issue, um, but I think it, it, it's a beeline straight to mental mental health as though that's the problem. And I think what we do is we do a disservice to those who have real mental health issues who take their medication, they regulate themselves. They don't go climb a clock tower to try to shoot folks. They don't methodically plan. And even you may have certain racist folks who have mental health issues. That does a disservice to them because they're like, yeah, I'm racist. I don't like you. I don't like this. I'm not going to go out there and kill folks. So I think that. So if, so the thing about mental health is that it became a knee jerk reaction. It's, it's become a quick bandaid for a lot of answers. The gun community has used it. The anti-gun community has used it. A lot of people have used it. And the thing is, is yes. Does the United States have a mental health problem? Yes. Do we have a problem with convictions and following up on viable info on threats? Hell yes. We do. We have a huge problem with doing the one thing that should be done. Follow up on viable freaking tips you, you know, know mike mike when we talked about that the first time you were on and uh i put that message out that he had no criminal record and he had no interaction with law enforcement the truth is he did have interaction yeah. with law enforcement yeah he put out that he wanted to shoot up his school there was a soft investigation and they left it alone exactly and that's my point is that right. when you sit here and you look at so gun control okay Gun control is the knee jer- is the next knee jerk answer for everything. Like we need more gun control. Well, here's the thing: everyone who gets a gun legally, legally, is required to get a background check. Okay. So what happens is we have the background check system right here. As problems get worse, we keep saying. We need more background checks. We need universal background checks. We need this. So what happens is this net that you have that's supposed to catch people is wider. But the problem is you're making a bigger net, but not making smaller holes. If you make smaller holes to catch the people who keep slipping through the bigger holes, you're not going to catch fish if your net has holes in it. Okay, and the holes have to be finite. Mm -hmm. I got a a question. There was a whale that got away out of that net. The man in Las Vegas had tons of guns. And he had them them all legally. But he had them all legally. But what was the thing, though? He had them legally. Was there anything that would have pointed towards him before that incident? Exactly. He had some, he had some, wait, what they call it? Eccentric. But remember, eccentric doesn't mean criminal. Right, right, right. But that's what I mean. Criminal. So, yeah, you had a person who was legit, who did a bunch of legit shit and he did something illegal with the legit shit he had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But our most active threats that we see nowadays, people who legitly buy the guns, mm-hmm. who legitly had no criminal backgrounds, no warnings, no nothing. And then they go do the act. Like like we said, the Aurora shooter, Illinois. He had a FOI card because the background check didn't get what he did in the South. 
You have the D.C. shooter. But let's not go there. You had the Virginia Tech shooter. I was going to name that Virginia Tech. He got no, he had no record. <laughs> exactly. No record, but... Go with him. But look at his social media. Mm-hmm. So again, the hints and the information is always out there. And people have pointed out to these people, hey, wait a minute. But think about it. When do you hear about the person having issues? After. After. Yeah. Yeah. But and think about it. And I want you to imagine this. You get the person and then the info about them comes out about something wrong with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Look how fast that info came out. The info had to exist Mm-hmm. For it to come out that fast. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, we always want to say, let me say, let me phrase that. I'm sorry, not we. People always want to say gun control, mental health, and everything else. But the problem is, people aren't doing their job. It was a viable threat, mm-hmm. and no one acted on it. The boy. Hey, if we want to call him batshit crazy, great. But you know the difference between insanity and genius? It's a very thin line between insanity and genius. Right. Let's and not I pretend. Look, and I hate, and again, no, no disrespect. Look at Kanye West. The man's a damn genius. Mm. But he got some stuff going on in his head. And then I think I think some of the perspective is there is that desire to control guns and firearms, the Second Amendment, but there is there is also this fear of misclassifying individuals with mental health. Um, there's this fear that 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 if we take this approach of you know, and, and those of us that are old enough remember um, when the war came. And they started uh, uh, um, putting Asian Americans, Japanese Americans, and you know, start grabbing them and putting them in. Putting yeah, them in concentration camps. camps, kind of knee jerk reaction. Yeah. yeah, they don't want to make that mistake with mental health, individuals with mental health. Yeah. Um, and I think what we brought up was absolutely right. In this country, we don't do individuals' mental health a service. We, we do them a disservice, a huge disservice, yeah. And and more, and and we're talking about you know those of us that law enforcement and and um, them in the military, guys that come with PTSD and all of these things that are happening to them, and and we try to fund money to all this other stuff. We don't fund money to help individuals with mental health, and then these things happen. Now, um, Mike, you and I both know we have arrested people that had mental health. They went to court and tried that mental health stuff and wound up. <laughs> <laughs> you wound up in prison for sure. Um, and it didn't work. Mental health does not mean you are not held to right. you know, the standards of the standard of the law. Um, this young man, yes, I, I if, if if you want to argue that he had some mental health issues, but he had a plan and he did something more than a lot of other people don't do. He paid attention to where the gun laws were soft. Right. He paid attention to where there was minimal and no resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron paid that price with his life by fighting this guy back. But this young man, yeah, he had a plan. He had a very, very good plan. And even, I think even more heinous than the actual killings, I dare say, he put out a media deck. He created this media deck and he pushed out the media deck and they pushed his narrative. 
One thing I want to say about Jacob's comment, if you've ever taken countering the mass shooter class, you would know that none of the laws passed since Columbine do anything to stop, prevent, or mitigate mass shooter events. Feel good laws, but not effective. Uh, Michael Monroe asked a question, what do you do when you encounter a mass shooter being concealed? We're going to talk about that because there's a lot of things, especially looking at a grocery store too. Mm -hmm. I was on a... Uh, uh, a clubhouse pot or clubhouse room where we were talking about that and I, uh, a bunch of us were asked that question and and i i got some some ideas in mind because that's not the first time a shooting has actually taken place in a grocery store if you remember there was another shooting out it, it was in the past maybe it was during covid where it was in a there was school. a lows there was a low shooting yes there yeah was the, one I, shooting, the one the that i was like the one that i always like to reference is the walmart the one I believe it was El Paso, Texas. Yeah. Or El Paso. It was two, it was two shooters. Yeah. yeah. The one with two shooters. And that was the thing. There was two shooters. Yeah. And the concealed carry holder who was at the customer service desk didn't know about the second shooter. No, no, no. Because she was the woman. Yeah, that's one. But I'm talking about the one who came in with the AK-47. That was recent. And you had the Department of Homeland Security captain who was like, oh, my God, it was a Sunday. I left my gun at home. I didn't think about anything. And it was like, I didn't mm -hmm. think it was going to happen. And it, it was just it was just very crazy. So uh, that's and I want to side I want to sidebar or sure. jump back real quick. Yeah. Um, the other thing we have to look about as well, because, yes, obviously, the, the Buffalo shooter was obviously had a running with law enforcement at one point before because of his threats and or allegations of threats. Um, but the other thing we got to look at is we talk about mental health and obviously not want to label mental health, the social state of society. You know what I mean? People start getting singled out. Everyone gets butt hurt, and now it defund the police, defund the you know what I mean, defund the federal federal forces. Because and the, tell me I'm wrong. You know what I mean? This you is know, what happens. Yeah, yeah they've already defunded. Right? They've, already, they've already defunded mental health. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, it's across the board. You know what I mean? When you yeah. hurt someone's feelings, we need to take away all all their money. Now Jacob says, when we're talking about responses to those shootings, Jacob says, run, hide, fight, run, Ooh. hide, fight. That Which is, is the most common. Yeah, that's Ooh. the most common. But what are some other things? Uh, Deontay Davis says the only way people can protect themselves from active shooters is to arm themselves. You can't rely on police or security to be your only way to protect yourself. More armed civilians could have possibly decreased the loss of life. And you know what? That is the go-to response for Ooh. those of us in the 2A gun carrying community but i gotta say what are some other things that could have been used in the superstore here's a question i got you ever been in the hood you had your your mama had to use a roach fogger you know i was going there because i sit there and go to the go to the you aerosol gotta, you gotta think about it like this it's strength in numbers yeah and it's like you know what, i mean we teach about this in, in the avert training that we teach which is active violence training yeah, numbers. Nine eleven. One on one. You don't go two on one unless you have to. You go three, four, five, six, a dozen on one. Nine eleven. The second plane. How did it go? How did it get down? Exactly. All those, those, yes. And those people knew they were going to die. They knew. But what's up, Andre? We're not going. We're not going out without a fight. Yeah. Exactly. Overwhelming. Throw stuff but, at them. Get distracted. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. And I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. The average person will not step up 
to defend their own life. You're right. Let alone the life of someone else. You're right. <laughs> My thing is this. When you look at strength in numbers in 9-11, okay, we can look at 9-11 as the lesson that proves that if a person will wait for Spider-Man, Superman, and Batman before they pull out their own utility belt. Because think about this, and this is just me being the person I am and how I look at things. Mm -hmm. What does every airplane have when you sit down in that seat? Shit, you got a cushion? You got a... You got a flotation device. Yeah. Why can't I just pick that up, use it as a shield, and just walk towards that aisle, and we all do it? Yeah. Yeah. But think about this. Whenever there's an active shooter, we don't have the 9-11 approach. Right. Right. To the active shooter. So when you look and what I mean by the 9-11 approach, look at the fact that after 9-11, look at what you gotta go through to get through to the gate. Mm-hmm. Look what you have to go through to get to the cockpit now. Reinforced mm-hmm. steel doors, pilots being armed, the whole nine. Everything changed after 9-11. Mm-hmm. But people have this thing where I don't think it can happen to me, so I'm not really worried about it. I'm like, you know what? It's the, it won't happen to me. It can't happen to me. Or was that a gunshot? Is the mm-hmm. shit that gets people killed. Because a lot of active shooters, excuse me, forget that. Someone keeps putting it up there. A lot of active threats and not even a mass shooter. Okay? The four people on this screen are mass shooters. We shoot a lot. That's a mass shooter. We actively go to the range. That's an active shooter. Okay? And there's no such thing as assault rifles. Now, except for one, the STG-44 is the only assault rifle ever created that's an assault rifle. I digress. Anyway, the the average person is not going to defend their own life or the life of someone else. I have literally witnessed active shooter drills. Mm-hmm. You know the quotations? Because mm-hmm. active are real. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Active mm-hmm. threats. Where 20 people were in a room. Three stepped up to fight. Mm-hmm. And I'll jump in on that. And there's another caveat to that. And some of it's going to go, obviously, what we continuously preach, which is training. But anyone tell me and, I, and I'm sure I'm, I'm obviously going to hear the answer, but what happens in a fight-or-flight self-defense situation to you as a person? What's the, what's, what's the first thing that happens to any person when they're involved in an oh-shit moment? Start, freeze if you don't know what the fuck to do. Well, first thing, first thing, got, that heart, start, got that starter heart, response. Heart rate goes up. Mm-hmm. So first thing is that chemical cocktail dump. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What we talked about, we learned about from our mm-hmm. military days, chemical mm-hmm. cocktail yep. dump. So the adrenaline, the endorphins, the dopamine, the serotonin, everything dumps out of our brain mm-hmm. into our bodies. Mm-hmm. They suffer. They suffer. They suffer audio occlusion. And that's what occlusion. I was going to get to. So right. once we have the chemical cocktail dump, then we what happens? Because of that chemical cocktail dump, we get hyper focused on whatever the threat is, which means what we form tunnel vision, mm-hmm. right? Everything else gets blurry. The only thing we're staring at is the gun, the person, whatever the case may be, that is about to hurt us or the fear of that if that person isn't directly in front of us. So now we start visualizing, 
know what I mean? Through the tunnel vision aspect of, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to die, this person's going to shoot me. Then from there, what happens? Performance degradation. Mm -hmm. All your gross motor skills, your fine motor skills, everything else breaks down. Well, no, no, I would, I would tend to disagree. What, what you will have is that gross motor, which is the, the decision to run. <laughs> decision within reason. Within reason, some people freeze. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they sit, they stand dead still because they're just shell shocked. Yeah. And then the final thing is the auditory exclusion, like you were right. talking about. No one hears shit mm. because they're so focused on, and, and and time slows down into God knows. You know what I mean? Two seconds last 35, you know what I mean, hours in our brains. James, so James it's hard to oh, go say. It's hard to say when people don't jump, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. that whole thing, that whole process is rolling over them and they've never experienced it before. And that's the thing. James Hawthorne said it, and I'm saying what he's about to say to uh, that precedes what uh, another point is, is that it can happen at any time and it can happen anywhere. People better wake up and stop waiting for someone to come save them. You are your own first responder. And it is exactly true. But one of the one of the things that I've been seeing across social media is, you know, uh, and, and I'm going to go there and just say it because this is an incident, you know, with black folks. And then they want to reference the, the 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 Charleston, South Carolina situation with Dylan Roof and you know, well, yeah, it's time to go take a concealed carry course. It's time to go do this and go do this. Let me go on ahead and throw in some realism real quick. And, and due to the graphic nature of what I'm about to say, listener discretion is advised. These are the comments of Mike Brown and Mike Brown alone. If anybody else want to co-sign with it, that's fine. I'm up with it, but I'm going to be real because I only know one way to be real. But before I do that, y'all do me a favor. If you're watching this, share the broadcast, tag some people in it. Three, two, one. You motherfuckers ain't going to do a goddamn thing. You ain't going to do a motherfucking thing because we tell your ass all the motherfucking time to get your ass up in a motherfucking class. You think this 16 hours is going to be enough or whatever you got in that little ass class. You say you want all the smoke, but you got that little ass fire extinguisher. You got your man with the dick who think he know how to handle the blick, taking your ass to the range and think you're going to be ready. And he ain't got the heart to tell you you fucking up because he fucked you well. And if he really tell you you fucking up, he ain't going to get his dick wet and you ain't going to get your pussy wet. So that's why he can't sit there and teach you like how the fuck you need to know. You going to go on ahead and get your ass waxed the fuck off. You going to be just just like them nine folks in South Carolina who let that Democratic pastor, God bless his heart, preach that anti-gun shit, and that's what got them killed. That's what got them killed. We tell y'all all the time that 16 hours ain't enough. You need to have your ass in training. Now you wait till some black folks, God rest their soul, they get killed, and now it's the time, this the motherfucking time that you sit here and say you want to go on ahead and get your ass. You ain't motherfucking ready. You ain't ready. When the shit happens, you're not going to know what to do. Your body and brain is like a motherfucking computer, and what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. We get tired of fucking telling your ass you need to have your ass in somebody motherfucking training. You're going to fuck around, and one of your family members around you is going to die, and then you're going to take it real seriously. And some of you watching, I'm going to end with this. You ain't going to take this real seriously until your ass gets shot. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and as passionate as Mike articulated this, listen. You're talking to some individuals that have, have been in actual shootouts, have trained, we continue to train. We're, we're imploring you and we <laughs> want to yes. get across to you that the amount of training and the knee-jerk training that you're seeking now is insufficient 
to handle the type of mayhem <laughs> that you're going to that you're going to see. Many of us that have trained, we've had heartfelt moments. We were scared. <laughs> Listen, uh, uh, we, brother, Guardian uh, John talked about it. There's degradation. You think you're shooting great. Oh, 80, 70, 80, 90 percent. You'll go down to like 30 and 40 percent. Hey, brain shooting at you. You may be you may be the hazard to the people you're trying to save. Continuous training. I, I know he used some harsh words. He used some harsh language. Some of you feel badly, but it's out of love. <laughs> I, I love the way I, you're doing it, though. Yeah. And here's the hey, thing, though. Here's the thing, though. And I put up a quote, right? I don't want to pronounce this dude's last, his name horribly, but I've, I have loved this quote for centuries. Out of every 100 men, yep. 10 men, 10 shouldn't even be there. 80 are just targets. Nine are the real fighters. But the one, one is a warrior and he will bring the others back. So here's that something that has we... been a quote I have followed my for a very long period of time. And I keep hearing it in other classes I've I've helped teach and stuff that I've trained in, and I sit and I think about that. That is the epitome of what you're dealing with right now. You got a whole bunch of targets out there. Mm-hmm. You got some people that are willing to fight. Mm-hmm. And you have the person that would get everybody home. Mm-hmm. You, in my personal opinion, you need to figure out which one are you. And if you don't know which one you are, start with a concealed carry class. Mm-hmm. Start. It's just that ain't the end. That is literally the stepping stone. I would, say one, I would say even before that, I would say take a situational awareness class. You yeah, don't have to go to a ring. But wait, hold, wait. We got, I, listen. There, <laughs> there, are that, there are people that teach situation awareness. That's and, not and, your security and, class? Hold on now. Hold on. <laughs> Y'all are something else. There's people that teach situations because if you don't have, if one of those, if some of those people you talked about decide that they're not that person, these people like you talked about that pastor in South Carolina, they're hard dead set against carrying a firearm. Uh, Gavin DeBeck in The Gift of Fear wrote it. As mm-hmm. society now, we do more disqualifying of things than qualifying. We train ourselves to disqualify things that we see on potential dangers. Sure. We do more. Oh, okay. so so so, learn how to be visual. <laughs> Katie had to come in on this one. Just like he said that. Just like he said, the Homeland Security Director. Oh, I didn't think this would happen. You were the Director of Homeland Security. Right. You always think that way. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Hello there. <laughs> hey, what's hey, going Mike, on? Quick, hey, Mike, real quick. Side bar. So in class yesterday. Uh, when I was at the range, it's funny how you went on your rant and, you know, talk about getting wet and I, I won't be able to get my thing wet and, and, and this, that, and the other. So, man and woman at the range, man showing woman how to shoot. I walked up and handed him a card. I said, if y'all want some real instruction, boy, why don't you come to a class? Because uh, both of y'all need some better instruction. Telling you. So remember that guy. Man was a little bit. Man was a little bit butthurt yesterday. Remember that guy. Yeah. If you if you remember this guy, y'all do us a favor. If you value 
y'all do us a favor. Just please share the content because this stuff, we're going to give you as much that we can without giving it all away because y'all need to come take a class. Y'all do. Because we could tell you what to do or we could tell you certain things, but we need to see you. We need to see your stressors. This is the guy right here from the Waffle House shooting. Mm-hmm. The Waffle House shooting where another white guy, right? And we're not going to sit there and say it's all white guys because, hey, this, the New York subway, Marquise was just talking about this. Buddy ass was black. And we hid black community, the NAACP and the all these other folks come out and sit there and say, well, this is a travesty. Hold on. How many people actually know about that one? Out of our, out of our Everybody. watchers, out of our mm-hmm. current watchers, who knows exactly what Mike is talking about? Everybody. Here, here we're going to see who's sheep and, and, and who pays attention to what is outside of mainstream media. Sure. And that's it right there. They I'll rely on mainstream media. Exactly I'll call yeah. exactly how I see it. I'll call exactly how I see it. Who knows about it? Lamestream media. Yeah. Ryan said he never heard of that one. Well, I'm going to play it. This guy right here. Uh, the, the, the shooter that came in, Travis Ryan King, and he was, by the way, by the way, his defense counsel, Travis Ryan King, right? That's not the black guy shown here, right? Travis, they tried to use the mental insanity defense. Guess what? The shit did not work on the jury. The jury convicted his ass. But this guy right here, He was the one where everybody else was running. Some people were hiding. Some people were playing dead. And when you watch the video, I kind of don't want to show it on YouTube, but I kind of do. But no, I can show it. I can show it on YouTube. I just couldn't do it. YouTube video. No, you're fine. Yeah, I can show it on YouTube and we can watch this. Yeah, we can watch this. Uh, No, I can even show it on Facebook. It's fine because this is a part of another. I can't just do the standalone video. You had to learn YouTube shit. But he... Everybody else was hiding, running, playing dead. He hid too, but he ran out and he struggled with the guy getting the gun out of his hand and then rushing him out of there. And when asked in the media, why did he do it? Because people are thinking, oh my God, he's a hero. He's a hero. He's like, I wasn't thinking about nobody else. I was thinking about myself. And I love it. Preservation. Yes, I love it. I wasn't thinking about nobody else. I was thinking about myself. And it's just like James Hawthorne even said it. It, it, Sorry, it's blocking your faces, guys. But uh, funny, furthermore, it bothers me how many people take a quick course just to get their CCL. But some of those very same people do not train or prepare for reality once they leave the class. They are walking around unprepared without a round in their head. Um, No holster, no sense of, oh, a round in the head, in the chamber, got it. No holster, no sense of awareness, just a firearm that's a paperweight collecting dust. Many of them have concealed carry and don't even keep their weapon on or with them. They don't think they need it uh, because they're going to only be in the store or, you know, his comments, his comments are very profound. And for those of y'all who don't know James Hawthorne, follow him on Facebook. You want to talk about him reporting uh, information that happens in Chicago I mean, a lot of us get our news from that. It, it, he does an excellent job of keeping it real. And we are Facebook jail sellies. We- <laughs> oh, Mike, here's a perfect analogy. Here's a perfect analogy. How many people, how many people that, that, that spar or take a boxing class would say that's enough for them to get in the ring 
with Mike Tyson. Hell no. no it's a perfect analogy. You think I'm taking a, 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 a CCW course, and I don't know why people think a CCW course is going to be anywhere near putting them ready for an active shooter situation. We train law enforcement all the time, and we watch their scores tank when they do force-on-force training. And, 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 and under boxes. Hey, I got one for you. I just did a class a couple of weeks ago, and the young lady, she said, this is the second time coming, you know, doing a class. I asked her why. She said, uh, I'm running into some issues, yada, yada, yada. So I said, what did you learn in the first class? She was like, nothing. I was in and out of there in 30 minutes. I said, say what? Wow. She said, yeah. I paid him. 30 minutes later, he had my certificate, and I went ahead on. Oh. Did she give you the info of the instructor? She wouldn't. Did she trash, too? I, she she oh. wouldn't give me the information of the instructor. I Did she trash, too, because she had a certificate? I tricked. You don't. We don't want to say that you're trash. At least she sought additional continuing training. <laughs> Bruh, if you sit here and you take a 16-hour course in 30 minutes because you felt like you didn't have the time to sit in that class and you're going to accept their certificate and not report that instructor, trash. Basura. So, so look, so... We going, over, we, we going on over manipulation of a firearm. And she said, I already got a pistol. I said, you do, huh? So after we go through the whole, the whole, you know, everything about manipulation of the firearm, she said, I asked him, I said, well, what did you learn today? She said, I learned that I've been carrying a, a pistol in my purse for a whole year straight. And I ain't never had, I didn't know that you had to put one, you know, pull a slide back to put one in the chamber. I damn near fainted. I was, I damn near fainted. I said, so you've been carrying around a paperweight, huh, all this time? Mm-hmm. Like man, I said, I'm glad ain't nobody ever get after your ass because you would have been dead. And like, let's, it, it, it's, let's be clear: you do not need a concealed carry handgun license or permit to be able to defend yourself from a lethal threat. You don't have to say, "Well, I need to go take this course in order to to create in me that thing I need to protect myself." They need fundamental comprehensive training all bs aside you have to understand this platform understand how this thing works now if you want to carry that's something that's that's something extra yeah we're talking about it's a fun it's a base it's a a, a stepping stone but ladies and gentlemen y'all need to familiarize yourself with the firearm understand how that thing works understand you know and we've taught it the mind of a shooter you got to know what you're able to what you're capable of doing in that situation, those of us that have been in, been on, whether it be teams or units or whatever, they ask you that question: Are you prepared to shoot somebody? A lot of people will they go to the range, they'll shoot, but when it comes time to shoot another person, they ain't got it in them. Freeze up. Andre said something that was very important, man, bro. Even with boxing, there are things within the sport that won't transition well into a street fight. I've learned not to be married to a standardized way of training. I use that same mindset with firearms. You know, I'm always on the move, traveling hours to get it in, and he is correct. People have to really get out and train past a concealed carry weapons course. Couldn't have said it better. Thank you for putting that out there. It is very true. Like, even in uh, MMA, or what? there are rules to yeah. this stuff. But in a street fight, in a gunfight, 
One of the things that people ask me all the time is, especially when I ask people their real why, you're going to get the, I ask them two things, who's ready to kill, who's ready to die, right? Then once we get past that, right, well then tell me your real why. Tell me why you're really here. Well, I'm here to protect. Motherfucker, don't give me that bullshit. You're not here to protect. You're here because your cousin got shot and you scared. That's what I want to hear. Now that we gone ahead and break not lying, and I, I'm, if I'm lying, I'm flying. Right, people, if you in the comments and you know you've been in my class, back me up on this shit because you know I said I own bullshit. I sat there and said, now, what's the real reason why you here? Oh, well, I shit, I don't want to go to jail. I said, well, I'm going to fuck your imagination on that one because there's nothing that I can tell you. And Portia was just in my class just this past what week, past whatever's. I can't keep you from going to jail. We could sit there and quote statue all day and I put quality instructors on this panel. So I know everybody, we all teaching ballpark the same thing. They have various specialties. None of us can keep you out of jail. Sometimes you're going to have to do some shit that kind of feels illegal. That good attorney, that good attorney you should have <laughs> on speed dials that's gonna keep you out of jail. That's the other guy. And here's the thing like too: we're, we're not I'll carrying guns just not to go to jail. We're carrying guns not to be in a pine box. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I can give you no absolutes in contextually based questions or ideas. Hell yeah! Everyone always looking for absolutes from us. They always want, "What should I do in this situation?" I can't tell you. In violence, there are thousands of variables that can never be reproduced, which is why there's no standardized program for violence. It can't nope. be reproduced. Nope. Which is something that, like, even when I mentor instructors, I'm a firm believer. Your communication has to make sense. Mm -hmm. What? And that's the, and I'm going to tell you like this, and you can quote me on this. Communication is the biggest problem with communication. Yes. We might be saying the same thing, but unless you understand what I'm saying, it makes no sense to you. Unless it resonates with you. So I'm a firm believer. If I'm in my class and I'm teaching a class, I'm like, okay, I got you for 16 hours. What do you really want to get from this class? And I write it down. Okay, you want to get this. Okay. I don't know if I can get this to you within 16 hours, but I will get you something. What else can I do for you, realistically speaking, within my time frame? And that's my question. What can I really do for you that I can say I can do within this time frame? It's that simple. And I need to communicate. Like one of the things, and I think, um, Mike, I think you've been in my class, you heard me say this. The four safety rules when it comes to gun safety. Okay, I always ask the same question. If I say, like, if I say, John, John, give me a safety rule of the four safety rules. I always assume a firearm is loaded. What does that mean to you? Now, what does it mean? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to you? I mean, because anytime I touch a firearm, I always make sure that it's, I'm, I'm always going to know that it's loaded and I need to verify that it's loaded. Exactly. So now I understand his mindset. His mindset is... I'm going to check the gun to make sure of its condition. So he said, know the condition of your firearm. Okay, I can pick up a gun and say it's loaded. How do I know it's loaded? 
Because he's going to check it. He didn't just say, treat every firearm as if it's loaded. Which pisses me off to no end. They don't know what, they don't know what that means. But yeah, that's what I have to ask. And that's what I'm saying. The communication breakdown. I can't talk to you unless we are both talking and understanding what we both are trying to what we're trying to get done. And I think that's one of the biggest disconnects with the 16 hour course is that you have instructors who are trying to get that 16 hours done and you have the student. But are you understanding? And what is my feedback? What am I getting from you to understand that you are getting what I'm saying? I can teach a classroom everything, but only one may learn. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking at. Who can I teach? <clears throat> if I'm able to teach you, you're able to get what I'm saying, you understand what I'm saying, you understand where I'm coming from, this is where the communication lies. If you're in the class and you're a bobblehead, Boy, you ain't getting shit out the class. You can't even be. You can't even be in my class unless you participate. I'm not hey, going. I, I'm about to say I just talked to Mike about that. Well, I, 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 I had a, I had a chick that she didn't want to. She didn't want to participate. And my uh, a buddy of mine, one of the other instructors that I, I work with, he was reading all. He, he was doing a read. I took the book. Told her. I told her to read. So she read everything that was supposed to be read. Quick, low, and to herself, pretty much. So it was like. As an instructor, you have to identify you got those problem people. So I started doing things and making her look up defined definitions of, of different words. And, you know, I made her engage herself inside of the class. And once no. she started seeing that I wasn't going to just allow her to sit in my class and just be a, 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 a bobblehead, as you call it, she really started getting into the class and really started to learn things from the class. You gonna always have the ones that think they know everything. They'd have been shooting with their boyfriend, baby daddy, sneaky link or whatever, and they got a gun, and they'd have been to the range, they'd have cloud shot and everything else on the 4th of July. I, I don't care what you did. Like I tell them, I'm here to teach you enough to get you fucked up. It's up to you to learn more than just get fucked up. Hey, you a good man. I, got, I, had, I had that same one in my class like that. You're a good man because what I did was I broke the class. So right, let's take a five-minute break, and I pulled them to the side, and I said, listen... And I, I got their check. I got their money. I said, I cannot in good conscience sign off on you and sign off on your paperwork. I pay for Here's your money right here. I won't train you. I won't. Because I'm doing the world and everybody else that you come in contact with a disservice. Facts. So so I, I took that break and I had a very, you know, I'm, I'm the Mr. Nice Guy. I'm the conflict resolution guy. I said, if you want to be here, I will train you. Now, they had a turnaround. Now, whether that turnaround was just fake for the moment, you know, just to get through the course, but they had a turnaround. But if I had those people in my class that I'm, listen, we don't charge people half as much as we should charge them for the training that we facilitate to them. Uh, a, a third, a, a Facts. tenth. Facts. Facts. When you go to, Mike, when you go to the range, with the people you go to the range, if they would have taken this class from John Holsham, from Tom Gibbons. Hell no. <laughs> How much money would they pay those guys? They won't be there. Hey, they won't be there. Hey, they be putting some commas on there. You're right. Shit. So no, I, I, you know, I, I'll give you your money back. I won't, I won't, I will not waste the time. I will not put other people in hey. jeopardy. You're a good man, Katie. 
I'm stupid. I don't want to force. I don't want to force a student to be a student. Mm -mm. You go bye bye. It's okay. No hard feelings. I let them qualify with this. <laughs> well, see, I, tr I, I try to give people an opportunity because, like, like I say, I've, dealt, I've I've encountered a lot of students that learn a whole lot different. Um, I have some students that learn by listening. Some students learn by hands on. You know, so it's like identifying what type of student that you have. I'm gonna give you that opportunity. If she would have continued on, uh, even though I was kind of like a the secondary t uh, instructor, if she was to continue on, then I, I would have had to talk with my my buddy like, hey, you know, or whatever. But you know, like I said, I try to give people an opportunity. If this is what you really want to do, you you you, you if you gonna sit here, if I'm gonna sit here for 16 hours. And I gotta participate. You gonna participate? That's just what it is. I, I, I don't care. I don't care what it is. But you are gonna participate? I'm not about to sit up here and talk for 16 hours. I am not a college professor. And one of my college professors told me something when I was in school. He said I already got paid. And that was like our first day. He told us I already got paid. And we all looking like what? He said I can stand up here and I can verb I can read off to whatever. I, my my check is cashed already. Y'all got to get this work. Mm -hmm. You got to understand. So it's just one of those things like I try to be the nice guy. I try to be. I'm very similar. I'm very similar to KD on that one. When I get those types of people that want to come in and kind of just hang in the back and everything else, I can, for me, I consider that a personal challenge mm -hmm. to make them engage. You know what I mean? And talk with them, get them talking. And again, this is just me. You know what I mean? That this is, this has always been who I, who I've been. Um, get them to engage, get them to truly understand when I start getting into the psychological effects, you know what I mean, of being in self-defense incidents, um, things like that, you know what I mean? So actually getting them to understand, getting them to engage, it for me, it becomes a, a personal challenge. Because if I can break them and get them to engage, well, then I completely change their whole, you know what I mean? Even if they took nothing out of it, they came in thought that they came in thinking that they were just going to chill in the back. Right. And so for me, I was able to break that right off the bat. You know what I mean? And I tell everyone, I was like, you can go through this entire class and I may, and I may not pass you. Hell yeah. You're this entire class is going to be based on whether you pass or not. Plain and simple. Yeah. If, if you can, you can come in here and be freaking phenomenal and have the best participation in the world. Guess what? If you don't shoot, you know what I mean? Shoot what you mm -hmm. need to shoot. And yeah, you know what? Guess what? You don't pass. And that girl that I'm talking about was a great shot at that immaculate grouping. And, and it's it's amazing how some of them are. Mike, you remember the girl I talked? I called you about with the nails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you know that girl got 29 out of fucking 30? Mm. I can believe it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And actually handled every drill like a freaking ace. So 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 we won't seem misogynistic viewing audience yes one of some of our biggest challenges are the men that come in and think i know how to shoot i'm coming i know how to shoot i'm coming here come in, i'm gonna shoot son i'm gonna shoot son i was i've been shooting since i was able to walk i was a recon navy air force airborne ranger seal defcon 5 at sas MC. salvation army major yeah yeah so there are a lot of males that come through our courses and we just shake our head. Yeah. Bruh, I'm going to tell you like this. One of, my last, one of my last concealed carry courses, I was teaching in um, 
God, is that Gurney? Was it Gurney? I want to say it was Gurney because we ended up qualifying as Second Amendment. So by McHenry. She took about two hours to do 30 rounds. Mm. And I did not care. I didn't give a damn. Because I because number one, it was her second time ever handling a firearm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's give me that phrase that second time handling a live firearm mm-hmm. because we do dry fire drills on day one. Like you got to learn how to load, unload, clear and everything with a real firearm in my class. So, yep. Same way. You can't do it with a real firearm in my class. You ain't touching no live firearm at the range. Hang it up, boo boo. Now, with that being said, she took about two hours for 30 rounds. She did 30 out of 30. No joke, 30 out of 30. She talked to me a lot. She was nervous the whole nine. Didn't care. I did not care. A couple saw me teaching her and they walked over and it was like, hey, sir, do you work here? No, I do not work here. Um, I don't even know if I can give you a business card because technically this isn't my range and they have instructors here. Mm-hmm. Well, I see you teaching her and I shoot like crap and I'm here with my wife. May I please have a business card? There you go. Yeah. I said, but I'm going to be real with you. Your wife is going to get more out of it than you. And he looked at me like, what? I'm like, I'm going to be real with you. You're a hunter-gatherer. That's who you are. You're a hunter-gatherer. You are a man who have been killing buffaloes and stabbing and, and stabbing uh, tigers your whole life. So I might can give you some tips here and there, but mentally, you already know everything. Even then, I mean, I, I'll take one pass with you, Marquise. It's even, it's even more than that sometimes because it's not just the guys that come in knowing everything. We get the women, too. They must be under 30. We, we get the women, oh, too. They must I be under 30. I got I stories. Come into class, all right? And this was pre-Todd Fossey class. Bozeman's mate. I, I, I learned all I needed to know about hand-to-hand combatives. I was like, really? Because, uh... Unless they teach fucking uh, hand-to-hand combatives when in, in, in the paint needling department where you paint needle the ships, I, I don't know what hand-to-hand combatives you got. Damn. Because uh, I was like, I don't know if you realize or not, or did you not look at the wall behind you? Or did you not read my website about who I am? But I was in the Navy. So hey, therefore, guess what? I know what a bosun's mate does. They maintain the ships. A whole lot of this, you know what? They do do hand to hand, bro. Wax on. I mean, hey, 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 when we when we do our when we do our combatives course that first day, I don't ask anybody their pedigree. We put gloves on, we put headgear on, and they, I go on the mat. I go on the mat with me. We just go four minutes. So the first thing I say is, "You ready?" Yeah, and I punch you in your face. Bam! You're like whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, that's how you know. That's how you know if the person's real now because they're going to do one of two things. They're going to back the hell up. Or they're going to oh, they walk the fuck in. Right. 
and and I would say I would say eighty to ninety percent of people when they get that first hit, they go whoa. They time out. They pause. You get a few. You get a few men and women. They get really pissed off, and then they start to come at us. They still wind up losing, but <laughs> that happens. Hot bros, you are absolutely correct. I look. We want to talk about pissing off folks. I remember, and, and this wasn't even a pissing off moment. People who are watching us who may be considering taking a firearms course or those of you who have taken a course and we are telling you, you need to go beyond that. No, I'm not going to go on a rant. I'm just going to just keep it straight. There was a young lady who came with her mom to the class. And like a lot of people talk about how many people I have in my class because I have a large number of students in my class. But sometimes that can be a, both a good thing and that can be a bad thing. Mostly it's a good thing. And I will sit here and say that uh, insert, you said the feed is slowing. Yeah, I'm not doing anything to stop it. All right. Is it slow? Can you guys still see us? Yeah. You, You're good? Really okay. Awesome. Yeah, it says it's slowing. I'm watching the numbers kind of go down. All right, well, I'm going to keep on going because we're recording anyway. And if, if it slows, we can always record it and put it back up. So it's fine. Um, but one of the things that I that I said, you said you had to refresh. OK, it's good now. OK, one of the things that I that I saw was. You don't know who you're getting when you're getting your students. You got people who have been uh, recipients of trauma directly or indirectly and this young lady when she was shooting and by the way she was a she was shooting a glock 44 chambered in 22 and she was crying and it's like i remember you told this story before because she'd been through some trauma right well this is a new one this is a new one uh, so we, i get these kind of often so she was crying and my first response yes portia was in that class she was crying and I and my first was like, what the frick are you crying for? Turn your ass around and get on it. And I saw she was really I was like, choop switch. All right. So I pulled her to the side, gave her her target. She got back on and I was like, you know what? Push through those tears. I know where they're coming from, but the only way out of it is through it. Man, she tore that fucking target up. And then I gave them extra opportunity to get back on the range and shoot nine millimeter. And she just, she was the first one in there. Portia was a part of that. And it's like instructors and those of you who are instructor candidates, who's going to go through people like Marquise's course, you know, and other folks who teach instructors, you do your students a disservice when you allow them to use that trauma as an out, as an escape. You do them a disservice when you don't stay in their butt and you don't have them push through that. You're doing them a disservice. They got to know that the only way out of it is through it. Amen. They got to know that. They got to know that. You, 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 got, you have people that, that, that actually think, and we talked about this before on one of your... Um, of their lives um, that if they maybe go with the person that's trying to abduct them you know, if I just let them do it 
do whatever and I'll just get through it. And that kind of thinking is, is I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. And there's some people that will just say, okay, if he grabs me in the car, I'll just, I'll just go, just, you know, let him do whatever and then get through it. That, that moment that you're going through that will, will be the worst moment of your life and you're not, you're not bound to survive it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was good. Hot bros was a part of the class too. He said she was awesome. And at the end, definitely proud of being in that class to witness the success in her eyes. I'm telling y'all, look, you know, the conversation was supposed to be about Brooklyn, New York, and it still is because, truth be told, hey, Buffalo. That's what I, yeah, I don't know why I said Brooklyn. Said Brooklyn. I think I said I'm Brooklyn. Warfare. Something else didn't happen. I think I yes, said <laughs> something else didn't happen. Somebody <laughs> like, no, Mike, don't mess with Brooklyn, baby, because. But the thing is, is that how many of us would be willing? To, yeah, I thought she was going to quit. How many of us would be willing to, in that moment, just say, you you ready? You ready? Hey, you hey, know, hey, you hey, know hey, we could die, but you ready? Hey, 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 Mike, you know what I noticed also with that video? What's up? A lot of, a lot of people, you know you know how me and you always talk about plan A and plan B. Uh, 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 expect the worst and embrace the best. Yeah. You know, always having that backup plan. What I noticed, a lot of those people had no plan at all but to lay there like sheep. Yeah, but KD, and, a lot of people were 57, 67. There was a yeah, lot of yeah. Yeah, a lot yeah of I, 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 I get that. I get that. I understand that. But what I'm yeah. saying is, like, the mindset is not like mm -hmm. to, you know, for someone that's been through or someone that's been an active shooter, someone that has trained. It's like to take cover, to move to the furthest away from the gunshots and stuff. But a lot of those people are just ladies. So what, I, uh, what we showed it in class, the girl said the same. One chick was like, I would have just, I probably would have just laid there, played dead. I'm like, man, listen, you got to have a plan B. You got to have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C. When you outside in the world and things are going on around you, especially here in Chicago. You know, you go downtown Chicago, you got your nice, your, your nice duds and you going shopping down Michigan Avenue on the Mag Mile. A lot of people out down there like airhead tourists, dude. Like they don't have a care in the world. But, but KD, look at look at and I know um um John is, some of you guys have been in the military. In the Middle East, when a lot of those um extremists take whole villages hostage and they line them up and they shoot them. You don't see nobody breaking the, the run. They sit there like sheep and they they wait for them, and they're watching. If it's ten of them, they're watching the first guy get shot, second guy get shot, and they're waiting for their turn. Wow, it's man, Mexico. Yeah, uh, I've seen that. They, I mean, you got they got they, they line them up, and the guys are standing there. Now we're we're all saying, if you take me, it's gonna be ugly. <laughs> well, see, see, my thing. What, what, what I was going, what I was going with that, like they, someone need to have, a, they need to have a class as to you know. You know, how it was at, at grammar school, they tell us when the fire, you stop, drop, and roll. Ooh. You know, have a class on active shooters, even if you're not the one that's involved in it. Even if you're not the one with the firearms, to, to, you know, as far as getting away from the... From yeah, the we do uh, that all the time. We do that in, in active shooter training. There are lots of... There are lots I do it for... I'm, I'm doing church security. We do it for companies all the time where they want to know what to do in an active shooter situation. That's where that um, run, hide, fight... Um, 
terminology yeah, comes from because yeah. a lot of people don't have firearms um, and they, they got, you know, they got to be taught to, hey, don't just freeze in the moment. But that's something they have to that one class is not what it's going to be. And that's what Mike is trying to tell people. This one 16 hour class, this one revolution of training is not going to prepare you for when this thing happens. You have to continuously train. And I think I had sent that message the other day. Why do you think that Navy SEAL, Special Forces guys, why do you think they respond so quickly? So they're 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 loss and their acceptance for loss is nil. I got to put y'all keep talking. I got to put this Jocko Wilnick because he said something so powerful about training and I don't want to uh, take it away because he, what, what he said, it was just absolutely awesome. Um, oh man. Keep, y'all keep going. Oh, there it is. There it is. You know, the goal. Right. Real quick, yeah, guys, there it I is. I got to bounce off for the night. Okay. All right, brother. All right. Nice to see you, John. All right, John. Good talking with y'all. I will see y'all later. Everyone have a good night. Be safe. Right. Tenfo. Tenfo. All right, man. Here we go. You play this real quick. I think this is uh, this is going to be rather important to even watch because it's it's very true. Here we go. Was as crazy as a goal this may seem like. The goal was, oh, okay. Um, I want to make sure that these guys, if they get into a gunfight, it's they're going to be. It's going to seem easy compared to what they've been through in training. And I had countless guys come back to me and say, hey, this is the situation we were in. Here's the gunfight we got in. Here's the contact we got in. Here's the scenario we were in. And they were able to handle it exquisitely because the training. The land warfare training that they'd been through and the urban training that they'd been through was so hard that the actual combat seemed easy. Now, obviously, can you simulate someone actually getting wounded or actually getting killed? No, you can't. But as far as, especially from a leadership perspective, understanding how to manage all those elements on the battlefield, and then the young shooters being thinking shooters and knowing how to execute, knowing how to operate, knowing how to move themselves, it's just an awesome package that that you have, you have this just unified team when they get done with those, with those training cycles. So and it was nice because in Nyland, you know, they didn't, you know, they broke us up and just intermixed us with the team, yep. you know, so they put a couple of, you know, with this, you know, fire team, that fire team. Mm-hmm. So they kind of mixed you in. So it was, it was, it was very, very good training. A lot of the, the train and stuff there in Nyland was good because it's very similar to Afghanistan yep. terrain too. I was we were trying we had some some other military entities trying to get control of that training site for us. And I remember I put together a brief for my leadership in the chain of command, my most senior leadership in the chain of command. And what I did was I took pictures of Nyland and pictures of Afghanistan, of like SEALs patrolling in Nyland and SEALs patrolling in Afghanistan. And I put together like five or six of those pictures side by side in a, in a slideshow. And I said, this is the terrain we're fighting in and this is the terrain we're training in. We can't do any better than this right here and we need to maintain control of this. And so, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's very, it's almost uncanny how similar those two environments can look. And I didn't realize when we were there, he had two army rangers, you know, doing an exchange program to help yeah. teach the land warfare there. Yep, yep. Um, you know, those those rangers that we would bring out, they're just outstanding guys because we, as SEALs, always want to have an open mind and make sure that we are understanding the tactics, the techniques, the procedures of other units. What do they know better than us? What can they teach us? What can we learn from them? And that's one of the ways that we've always done that is taking 
individuals from other units and bringing them to our units, especially to our instructor cadre, so that we can learn more and try and get better. And those those rangers that work with us were just outstanding guys. And I say, and I feel you guys do an outstanding job of your guys' training, um, you know, like you said, you know, knowing that, hey, there's always, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yep. And yep. let's see what other people are doing. You know, you, you put things in your toolbox and, hey, I might use this again. Or, hey, I may never use that again. But you have a lot of tools in that toolbox. Yeah, indeed. And I, I couldn't. That's a awesome video uh, from Jocko Wilnick. If you haven't had a chance to Can go follow. Can you talk follow, about your training oh, schedule? If you haven't had a chance of go follow his podcast. Definitely something uh, to do uh, because I, I couldn't. He couldn't have said it better. You know, making sure that your uh, your training is harder than the situation that you may find yourself going through. You know, making sure that that's the case. All right, um, what's go- <laughs> we're smoking that Buffalo pack? What's going on, Red Pill Mike? Red Pill Mike, what's up? Shouts out to the Godfather, Kevin Samuels. Man, rest in peace to the Godfather. I saw that picture on there, man, for sure. Jacob Knoll, sweat in peace so you don't have to bleed in war. Sweat in peace so you don't have to bleed in war or train like you fight. All right, guys, we're not going to make this a two-hour show today. It's probably going to end up being a short show, well, a quasi-short show. Uh, next week, it'll probably be longer uh, probably our usual two hours, um, you know, because we're all getting back into the swing of things. And this was a great way to start it off. But uh, final thoughts, final thoughts before we bug out. Hopefully Marquise is able to pop back in. Uh, but duty calls. All right. Go ahead, guys. Hey, you the last one in, so you can be the first one up. Okay. <laughs> hey, all uh, final thoughts. Man, get out there and, and do something with your life. Do, I know do, you're still here, Marquise. Training. Get, get those, get those, get those, you know, get that, 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 that lay down right. Find y'all somebody, a class or somewhere that is going to push you to the limit. Someone that's not going to let up off for you. And it's not going to accept mediocre uh, work from you guys. You know, state standards and our standards are two different standards. Find someone that's going to push you, going to push you beyond that state standard, you know, uh, that's willing to go in and have another a session a second session with you and you know push you to the limits i try i push myself all the time i shoot with other instructors that's pushing me all the time you know find you find you guys a workout partner on the range mm-hmm. you know it's just like going to the gym you go to the gym you get on there oh i did 10 minutes i'm done get your workout partner's gonna tell you now you can do 10 more you know so get your workout partner at the, at the fire range uh, at the gun range also Absolutely, absolutely. Invest, invest in yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Invest in yourself. Marquis said it best. Have a come to Jesus meeting. Determine what type of person you are. Nobody else has to know. You know what type of person you are. If you say that you're a person that is willing to put your life on the line to defend others, and maybe even strangers, maybe not just family members, you have to train like it. There's a lot of training out there. Go out there, seek training, invest in yourself. Okay, change your mindset. Invest change in your, your yeah. Invest in yourself or invest in your funeral. Oh, oh. 
Precious Lord. No, because, hey, that's why I was like, I was trying to hurry up and get back on, because I'm like, no, nah, we can't dip, because I'm going to tell you like this. Ain't no time for fish fries, chicken dinners, and selling ice cream because you lost somebody. Go find me. Stop playing. Okay. So listen, don't invest in your own funeral. When you're dead, whatever they do with your body, invest in your training, invest in your equipment, and invest in very good legal defense. And invest in your instructors. And I'm going to tell you like this. Well, that's the training Y'all don't understand. A true instructor ain't rich. Hell no. <laughs> Boy, we ain't rich. We ain't balling. We ain't balling. No, we not. We not. Because we actually give a damn. And because we give a damn, we will spend the time, the hours, and everything else we need to get you comfortable. Now, comfortable is a difference between confident. You know what I'm saying? Because there's this thing, confidence and competence. It's an endless circle. Confidence and competence is an endless circle. The more confident you are in something, the more competent you can become in it, the more competent you're in it, the more confident you are in it. That takes time. I tell all my students the same thing. If you're going to be unconsciously competent about something you can do, aka automatic, you have to train. I tell people the same thing. That could be 15 minutes a week or 15 minutes a day. That gives you the ability to be unconsciously competent about something you're doing and not realizing, oh, my God, I'm doing it. Your first lesson was learning how to tie your shoes. You are unconsciously competent on how to tie your shoes because you don't have to think about it. You just know what you're doing. The same thing should go with your training, your gun training and everything else. If you want to be good at something, you have to train. 15 minutes, and when I say 15 minutes, uninterrupted, phone, on on silent or off. Yep. No television, no distractions. Everyone in your household needs to know that this is your 15 minutes to focus on one thing, don't interrupt. And I'm going to tell you like this, theater of the mind is one of the most amazing things. When you're not training physically, Train mentally as well. Think about what you're doing. Yes. There's been studies. There's been studies. And I think I even shared a video weeks ago mm -hmm. about how to learn better. Mm -hmm. Don't just learn. Learn how to learn better. Mm -hmm. There was a literally, I want to say they did uh, some type of thing where they took so many uh, basketball players who were pretty proficient in three-pointers and had them shoot them one-handed. And then they took another group of them, put them in a room, and had them mental visualize shooting one-handed free throws. They were this far apart. The mental people were still gaining as much experience just using visualization as they were with the people who were actually out there practicing every day. But again, it takes focus. And another thing, it don't matter how hard you work if you don't rest. Learning happens when you're sleeping. Yes. That's when learning happens. Yes. Everyone thinks, but I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna live hard as hell. Yes. Guess when guess when lifting pays off? When you sleep. 
Yes, I'm gonna put you on the spot, Marquise. When we supposed to do this force on force class? We was talking about that months ago. <laughs> we got back together. Wait, that was the last one of the last lives we did. That was me. That was me. I'm supposed to forgot. You know what? I and you know and uh, Unc, you you gonna have to whoop my ass for this one. I was in North Carolina for two weeks. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> I was teaching, so I I was helping. I was um, teaching a five day course. I had three days off, and I was teaching another three day course when I was enough. I was in Raleigh. Boy, I tell you, black people, you colored folks. (laughs) (laughs) But and that's the thing, man. And it's like getting people to understand the training aspects and how it actually works. Your rest has to be meaningful. Mm -hmm. You have to have meaningful rest. Your phone. What people don't know about these beautiful things is that they have functions. Guess what? There is a eye comfort shield on your phone, which takes away the blue light, which keeps you awake. Using the comfort shield helps your eyes start to turn off all the things in your brain so you can go to sleep. You can even switch the color to red. So then that way you have no blue light. You need to understand that training means jack if you don't understand how to rest. You have to learn how to go to sleep. You have to learn how to turn your brain off. You have to learn how many hours you need to actually study and rest. You know, I'm gonna put it out there again, Marquis. When you want to have this force on force class, look, just let me know. I will fly myself up. Let me know. We'll put it on. We'll put on a three day course. What did you say? Two or three days, Mike? What did we say? Was it two day or three day? It don't have to be a two, because I don't think everyone can give me three days. Hell, I don't think people That's can give me true. Three days. I wanted to do like a three day course, just conceal carry. People don't have time. People are no, people don't have time. Yeah, okay, so two days. It'll be it'll be a force on force course. Yeah, it's a two day course. We can do that, right? And, mm-hmm. and I said I I would sponsor the tuition for one person. Mm-hmm. I'll sponsor the tuition for one person too. You 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 got the firearms? I've got. I mean, which. The, the simunition firearms? Are you using simunition or UTM? Either one. I don't care. We want to. I, I mean, I'm a UTM instructor. I'm saying, but which too. firearms do you have? Um, I've had. I have access to uh, UTM. UTM. Okay. So we'll just need UTMs and rounds and a place to go play. And hell, even if I did it with aerosol, it would still just be a. Um. But we're working proof of, but, proof of concept. Right. But we're working on those those mental dynamics. Oh no no, no. I agree. I agree. You need paint rounds right. for true force on force. Right. Pellets, aka aerosoft, is only used for proof of concept. Like right. teaching someone how to room clear and stuff like that. Right. That's right. aerosol stuff. You need ouch or yeah. you need look for you to understand what's working and what's not working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the, you know. It's just having a place to do it that would allow us to use the rounds and we have to clean up and all that other good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, you know. But you but, heard me and, me and Mike said, we'll, we'll do the course. We'll we'll sponsor. So that's at least two people coming to the course for free. Let's right. see if we can find some places too. Um, because I remember the last time there was a, not an airsoft. No, it was airsoft. They, they, they had a school that they were able to use. So we gotta see if we can find a school. Hey Mike, I think it's a school right over there, Markham, that the uh, that they was using uh, Markham's homeland security, security? people yeah. were using. 
Yeah. So I'll see if that school's still available. Yeah. And it, yeah, let's do let's do that because I want to get yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that for I'm, real. I'm, you let me know. I'll fly and we. Let's do that. Somewhere it's gonna be. I'll fly and you got it. Just bring just bring all your gear though. Let's do that. <laughs> um. Let's do that. I have no problem with New Jersey, but I can't bring a gun to New Jersey. Yeah. Because y'all don't allow y'all don't allow hollow points. Yeah. Do they that's even allow guns? Pro, that's totally for a hollow point. Yeah, do they even allow guns? No, no, you can bring a gun. You just can't bring hollow points. Because, yeah, it's, it's like... It's a felony per hollow point. I ain't got time. So, no. I think once it's, once it's 10 got, years per hollow point. If you got your credentials, I just came from New York. If you got your credits... Sir, we ain't talking well, about you. I'm not, a, I'm not a cop anymore. Are you, <laughs> I ain't got no HR 218. I'm not a cop, right. I'm not no, a cop I ain't got no HR 218, so I, I can't play those games. I'm right. a private detective. Yeah. Oh, not a cop. All right, well. Yeah. Um, so I, so I got. <laughs> hey, and ain't nobody trying to go get a button to do that shit either. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Cause now you got to be on the streets. You got to play like you. Nah, man, I'm good. Yeah, right. You, you got to list the bullshit. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, I, I don't have. To, yeah. So. Yeah. And like I said, it's just please. It's one thing to go out and seek training, but and it's just one of the things I would say. I'm not gonna. I hate to throw race in it. But I will say in our culture, in the black culture, we influence a lot about working. Mm-hmm. Gotta get a job, gotta work, gotta, 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 mm-hmm. gotta, gotta, gotta. We don't preach about rest. We don't mm-hmm. preach about relaxation. We don't preach about vacations. We don't preach about mental health days. We mm-hmm. don't preach that stuff. Yeah. We preach go, 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 go all the time. Hell, what's one of the stupid sayings we got right now? When you're ready, you don't have to get ready. Mm-hmm. Let me be. Can I get some sleep? Mm-hmm. Can I not be ready? Can I, mm-hmm. can I get some of that? How, sleep, is, sleep is necessary how, for me to be ready. Hey, 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 Mike, we make we make it go out there to uh, Albert spot. Okay, okay. He 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 got a, he got acres. It's outdoors. Yeah, he got a pole barn. Hey, bales of hay. If y'all could, can y'all put that on out there to, in the pole barn in the field. Jimmy got corner. We don't care. Man, listen here. Hey, and you don't have to worry about cleaning up the airsoft because it's gonna be in the field. So, yeah. Well, no, no. We'll do it. Um, if we're gonna do this, it's gonna be with the with the UTM rounds UTM, or yeah. the NLTAs, non-lethal training ammunition. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the for the people who don't know, but well, you gotta I, give me you gotta, if you give me the dates, we'll, we'll we'll push it out to the people. Just give me I, the dates. I, I, I call him and ask him to see what he say. If we can't find no uh, indoor facility or whatever. Yeah, um, I, I know he'll probably want to be part of that also. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I'm gonna read that ghost oh. gun legislation. Uh, I'll definitely look at that too. I don't, uh, I don't even deal with ghost guns. I just buy the gun already created. Yeah, no, but, and it's already ready to go. I, I'm not a ghost gun person, so I'll leave it up to y'all. But the yeah, the Illinois legislature is talking about uh, enacting a bill to possibly amend. Section 24 of the Illinois Criminal Code to enhance the penalties for the possession of ghost guns. For those who don't know what that is, it's just a firearm that does not have any serial numbers on it that makes it untraceable. Um, you know, just like the P80 polymer kits, people who are making 3D right. 3D guns, stuff like that. Um and I'm gonna read that legislation, but it's not gonna stop shit. No, yeah, because they, they can't even they, they can't they can't do nothing with the guns that are traceable. So what's the difference? I'm just saying. 
you got a whole series of them. You still ain't doing shit. So it's it's it's, it's pointless. That's the see. That's that's the problem with our with our with our government. You want to compile law on top of law on top of law, statue on top of statue, ordinance on top of ordinance, but you didn't do the bare minimum. You didn't go to the basic, the the you know, the, the, the very bareback minimum. What difference does it make? Only thing that's the only thing that's going to affect is for people to go out there and get these ghost guns and, and modify it, and you know it, it's a training tool or a collector's item. That's eh, whatever. So then the law, question: laws, laws, and legislation are only made for law-abiding people, right? And Facts. how do you vary? How do you verify the serialization of a firearm without taking possession first? Fourth Amendment rights. Um, that's a that's a great question. One, you don't. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's literally that's literally firearm registration. Yeah. Unless no, unless said item was in use or currently in use in the commission of a crime. Well, okay, true enough, but okay, so here. It should be in the cop's possession, Dan. Who cares about it anymore? But here's this. You're saying, how do we? Ver- how do you verify the serialization of a firearm without taking possession? Yeah. What's the context of it? Is the context of it that the gun was used, as Unc said, in the commission of the crime? Because I could tell you this, you know, working with homicide, the serial number, granted, you got the barrel, you got the uh, slide itself, and you've got the... Um, uh, the grip, the grip mm-hmm. assembly, and they all have serial numbers. But That's then, wrong. the serial number just proves this was the firearm that was used. But then, you got the firearms and tool marks examiner from the Illinois State Police, who right. who, or from any crime lab, who will say, "Well, we don't we don't really care about the serial number. We care about right. the bullet that was pulled out of the decedent." And whether or not it's a metallurgical match to the striations inside of the barrel, you see what I'm saying? That's the connection, not the serial number. Because, you know, let's just say you swapped the slide and you swapped the frame of the pistol. You still got the barrel, right? You still got the barrel. You just switch out the gun. Like you can grab a, you can grab two Glock 17s, switch out the barrels, and now what? Yeah. But they're using that. But, but they would use that as context and in investigation. Why? Why the? You know, it's just it's windows we talked about. Well, so now True. the barrel, the numbers on the barrel doesn't match, and numbers on the slide don't match. Why is that? What have you done? Again, but only in only if the firearm was used in the commission of a crime. So I used to I used to tell my guys all the time when I was at the sheriff's office on a traffic stop. Oh, I saw a gun, so I checked it. I'm like, why? I said, why are you checking? Why are you checking people's guns? If the scope of the stop had nothing to do with the firearm, all you can do is address the nature of the stop. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah, because if you really think about it, when was the last time you bought a firearm that actually had a casing inside the box? Usually new ones. New ones. Ah, it used to. It used listen, to. Listen to my question, though. Yeah. When was the last time Shit. you bought a firearm and there was a casing in the box? Springfield XD. 20, 2020 when I bought my staccato it had a casing in it. Okay, so your staccato had one, right? Springfield XD. Multiple guns I bought didn't have one. Yeah, Springfield XD was the last one for me. Springfield XDM. They have the casings in the box showing that it was test fired and worked at the time and left the factory. The other thing they used to do to be able to pinpoint it because the company had that information on file too. 
Yeah. And a lot of companies stopped doing it. So one of them is Glock. Glock stopped doing it. Glock did stop doing it. They yep. sure did. Mm-hmm. They sure did. Um, Springfield, I think. Not Springfield. Caddick don't do um, it either. Not Springfield. Uh, Smith & Wesson, I think, stopped doing it too. Because mm-hmm. you can also tell by the... I'm, look, I've done homicide cases, both as you know, lead and as uh, supporting investigator. I've never, and I've been to the, I've been to the state police crime lab on Roosevelt multiple times. Like they use the, they use the bullets, they use the casings. Serial numbers play a part in it, but not a huge part because yeah, what, no. yeah, it's breadcrumbs in investigation. That's yeah, all it is. you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, Blaze uh, Global Media says the county already refuses to prosecute magazine capacity ordinances because the assumption is that a lower jurisdiction has already charges on the violator. But that's actually if you listen to bond court like I do almost every day, they don't the county doesn't refuse to prosecute magazine capacity ordinances. The county actually prosecutes anything like 30 rounds and greater. Like a thirty round magazine is all is an automatic aggravating factor in a aggravated unlawful use of a weapon charge. Like we got to be careful of the things we ask for because I carry twenty one round mags. That's the highest capacity I will carry. Uh, and then you got your fifteen, you got your seventeen. Technically, in Cook County by county ordinance, unless you have a concealed carry license, ten rounds is the is the maximum capacity. You know, and that. It's like the county's already got enough on their hands to, you know, enforce that. But that would be definitely more to dig in, George. So I'm always, I was always, it boggles my mind. People are afraid about these magazine capacity laws. If the magazine capacity of your jurisdiction is 10 rounds and you got a 15 round mag, just put 10 rounds in it. Yeah. But remember the Clinton crime bill. Remember that in the nineties, where they yeah. where, where they actually made the actual ten round mags and then had the stamp on it, restricted to law enforcement if you were right. Yeah, and it just depends too because I know for Illinois, as a concealed carrier, we don't have a magazine capacity anyway. Yeah, as yeah. a concealed carrier, right? But he's and that's something you know people just. Depends on the instructor who teaches you that tells you that. True. Because when you get stuck on, well, I'm in Hyatt Park and we got a 10 round capacity, you're right. As a person, as a Floyd car, you have a 10 round capacity. Get a concealed carry. Yeah, yeah. Because if you think about it, and the best example I can give you, drive down 294 in Illinois. Most people don't know when you're out of Cook County. Mm, yeah, I you're do. just driving in a direction. Yeah. So unless you get to the Lake County, was it um, Lake Cook County Road or something like that? Yeah, I think that's County actually Road. the border. Yeah. Unless you get to that point, pull over, and you're like, okay, now I'm back in here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right, right cool. Now I'm back to seventeen. We're not doing Let's that do shit. Right. No, just get extra magazines. I get, yes. <laughs> Buy extra magazines. Nobody put invest in that man. My bags are steel. <laughs> My bags are mad expensive, dude. I carry a, I carry a eight, an eighteen round and, and two nineteen rounders. Yep, and I carry a, in fi- a vehicle fifteen in the gun, seventeen, and two twenty ones. So see, yeah, you got that heat like Pat Rally too. Yeah. So yeah, and I mean, 
Damn. That's what they talking about. That's what they talking about right there. They talking about your ass. Right. They talking about North Carolina right there. So what you got? He is in North Carolina though. Green tips. Yeah. Green tips. Right. Hey. I ain't playing. I ain't playing with him. So I got. So I got. I got that green tip. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got the eighty-five you, special. YouTube, that was a pen. That was a, was a pen. pen. That was a pen, ladies. That was, that was the that was the eighty-five pen. Yeah. Nine one nine in the building. What's going on? Front sight pistol shooting. What's going on? All right, here we go. Uh, the Illinois law, as written, says that any firearm that can accept a magazine that can hold more than 10 rounds is unlawful. I got to look at the specific statute, George. We got to actually have that conversation, and I'm interested in that because there is always context. Are you looking at 430 ILCS 66, or are you looking at 720 ILCS 5 section 24? For those who don't understand what we're talking about, 430 ILCS 66 is the Concealed Carry Act in Illinois. 720 ILCS 5 section 24 is the weapons section specifically of the Illinois Criminal Code. That's what we're talking about. I know, but every magazine, every semi-automatic can accept a magazine that has more than... That is, that's true, because the magazine capacity isn't determined by how many rounds it can carry. It's the it's the width of the fucking... The mag. mag. The length the width, of the mag. The width the of the mag, mag well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you're talking about the Cook County Capacity Ordinance... That's well, faded... Yeah, that got faded out with with um concealed carry though. Yeah, yeah. That's not Illinois. That's that's Cook County. And here's this arguably Cook County at the right at the time of the inception of the Cook County uh, capacity Crook. ordinance was Crook. the Illinois Cook County was the you got me fucking up right was the concealed carry act in play at that time and I don't think it was I think the Cook County ordinance preceded the Illinois Concealed Carry Act. And so they never did any amendments to the Cook County Ordinance to meet the requirements of 430 ILCS 66 because of state law preemption when you get the concealed carry, uh, mm -hmm. the license. Section 90, preemption. Right. Here's, here's an epiphany. The people won't go out and train. They won't spend the money on investing in themselves or instruction or the trainer, you expect them to read and understand the law? We don't, no, fuck that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they should, that's why they watch shows like this, so we can break the shit down. <laughs> or get that light bulb moment, hey man, they ain't teaching that in that class. Uh -huh. mm. Yeah, yeah. Better stop fucking mm. reading the PowerPoint screens and actually get with a mentor who knows some shit so you can actually know something in your head so you don't have to look at the fucking screen. Oh, I'm sorry, well, I had a rant. Get the instructor who sounds out the words. And wait a minute. Here's another, here's another, here's another epiphany. Every, juris every jurisdiction, every state has these things online. They could literally go online for absolutely zero dollars hey, and read they, this stuff. They, they only got a smartphone. You can get on your smartphone. First of all, a smartphone is only as smart as the person who holds it. <laughs> exactly. You can go to Google and put in gun laws for any state, and it will give you the PDF on it. Any state. It's right. It's right, though. County. We can some shit and make it right. Can, can, I, can, I, can I tell you something? One of the saddest things that I have to deal with as a children's book author is uh -oh. 
is watching people who won't even pick up a children's book to read to their children. And at max, my books, the ones that I have that are children's books, maybe between 500 and six or 700 words. So if they're not going to pick that up to read to their kids, they damn sure not going to read a 15,000, perhaps 30,000 worded statute. That's like buying, that's like buying um, Playboy for the articles. I never thought it would happen to me, but why am I dating myself? Y'all know that's that penthouse, let us to penthouse forum shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Some hustler. Yo, my God. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I got I got a roll, man. Yeah, we <laughs> all do too. The same I got a load of the board. So. Yes. All right. Uh, hey, bro, I'm, getting, I'm getting my rest this Saturday. Yes. Very good. The boat going into the water Saturday. So. Oh, man. Oh, really? Come out there. For sure. Yeah, man. I, I'm telling you, I harp hardly on rest. I'm a hypocrite to a certain point, but I'm going to tell you like this. As a person who lifts three days a week, you better believe it's the reason why it's three days. I rest my ass off. Why? Because... Muscles don't show up because you've been to the gym beating the hell out yourself. Right. You have to rest. Right. And then when I figured out I could be better at what I do by taking 15 minutes of true practice, of uninterrupted practice, man, my unconscious competence, boy, to the point where I can load a magazine with my eyes closed, man, please, better get on it. Yeah. And ice, sleep, though. ice baths, too. I heard that's I heard that works too. Not after working out. That's actually bad for you. That's bad for you? I don't know. Yes, because what happens, you want that lactic acid to actually do what it's supposed to do. If you cool your body off right after the workout, you just totally just killed your workout for no reason. Wow. That's if you're trying that's if you're trying to build muscle, but just people just just eat healthy, exercise, and take geritol once a day. <laughs> I eat what I want. Why? Because I work out. Who the fuck all that up, huh? <laughs> I eat what I want. I don't believe in diets. I believe in lifestyle changes. Yes. Just do better. Do I'm going to eat pizza. I'm going to eat ribs. Oh, I'm going to eat steak. Yeah, I I'm can't touch pork. that. Myself. I'm going to eat all of it. But why? I take my ass to the gym. I drink my apple cider vinegar. Uh, I take my supplements. And I do a whole bunch of other shit just to make sure I can eat what I want. Oh, Lord. My, and, right. and my physicals be on point, bro. No clogged arteries, no nothing. I believe. I believe. Why? Because steak is amazing. And so is bacon. This has been brought to you today by the Beef Owners and Associates of America. <laughs> Kill that cow. Fuck it. No. <laughs> you're not killing cow, you're not part of the now. No. I ain't touching meat. I ain't touching meat in eight years. Oh, oh you wow. my hero, but you my hero. I want to aspire to that. I ain't touching meat hero. in the last 40, 40, 47. How long I been on here? Yeah, <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same thing. Yeah, I'm a uh, meat eater, bro. I'm sorry. If it had parents, it's done. Oh, like, what's God. going on? You had parents and a post. Put on a plate. Let's go. Uh, I did vegetarian for like three or six months. Did. 
Ooh, Jacob said, wait till you in your mid-50s. Yeah. Shit. I'm, 50, I'm 56. Hey, don't be jinxing me, bro. I'm, I'm 40. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to go to, like, Brazilian steakhouses on a regular basis. Oh, I want the meat sweats. And take the blue pill to smash. All right, here we go. Oh, here I can't go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that was, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. our signing off. Go ahead, Mike. Finish up your yeah. last thought so we can sign off. All right, y'all. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, this was, again, a great show. <laughs> Glad we are back. Um, you all don't forget to follow. Uh, follow Marquise. Follow Katie. Follow Unk. Shoot to win. You know, definitely... Uh, See the courses. Marquise runs some great courses. Unk runs some great courses. KD, myself, uh, Viper Defense with Jacob. He just put up something down. If you're down there in Southern Illinois, uh, he just put up a class. I think it's August. Yep, August there 14th. we go. August 14th. Say the date, August 14th. My first legal use of force for a citizen seminar, criminal defense attorney and a state prosecutor. Will be speaking only twenty dollars to attend. All proceeds go to help local veterans charities. Local hey, veterans. I'm guessing to Fox. What's up? How far downstate is he? Jacob, how far downstate are you? Because I know he's way down in the back. Springfield. Yeah, he's yeah yeah. I think he's by Springfield. You yeah, but you know <laughs> what? Hey, I looked at my calendar. I think what I can do is I want to come down there and support you, Jacob, because you're always on the show and you provide Marion. He's in Marion. So I looked at that. That's one of the weekends that I think I will leave open from my classes and I'll drive down there to attend. Now, I know that the context is down there in Marion County. What plays in Marion County may not play well in Cook County. I know. But it's always good to get more education and, you know, context and learning things, you know, and I just want to support you. So I don't think I'm going to hit and just seg that off, segregate that off to just uh, drive down there. Provided I don't think I have anything else going on. So either way, or just even send a 20. But definitely. George said I just turned 50 and I have to shit in the UPS box. You know what? Oh, we'll get out of here. <laughs> Marquise, get get the dates after uh, after uh, Kai gets the um, information on that on that venue. Okay, cool. Force on force, and and then we'll we'll push it out and let people know it's going to be force on force training. Yeah, um, it's it's not a here to shoot you up, but we'll, we'll have some. We have that training element where you sit down and, and you know just get a synopsis of it, go over some fundamentals, go over some drills, and we will put them in a realistic situation. Well, here's the thing, and I'm down for it, but we would need um, role players that aren't us. Yes. And we would have to actually train the role players to do what we need them to do. So that's the only reason why, for me, I've never done one, because Mm -hmm. on average, I would need five to six role players who only job is to do that and not be, man, I can't wait to fuck with the students type stuff. I don't like that. You know? So I'm down, but like I said, sometimes, I need five or six people listen, to be. Sometimes you only need one role player. Sometimes you need one good role player. I've got I'm going to give them a break because that's a lot of hits to yeah. take. I've got some elements where they, I've got some elements, because I've done it, and you need one good, because 
basically it's one a lot of times people you know you overwhelm people if you give them two and three shooters you give that person one good shooter oh no no i meant like literally that many role players yeah so that way you don't know who's the shooter right Right. And I don't want to use the students as role players because they're going to miss an out. So, for example, if I have role players who are just sitting there at the table, that's still a role player who's sitting at the table. You no, you I mean? can, but but you can use the same role player. You sequester the students. So, mm, I feel yeah. we'll talk offline. Yeah, we'll we'll talk. About it. We'll put it out, and um, we'll, 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 you know, everybody sign up for it, man. One yeah. opportunity. Yeah. One opportunity. Come on, you some. Definitely sign up for it. Yeah, you all make sure that you you follow everybody here. Um, yeah, and we're we're back. We're gonna go on ahead and keep going. We got plenty of great shows coming. Uh, keep your head on the swivel. Get your ass in someone's class. Get some extra training. Thus, do some outdoor shooting, indoor shooting, a whole bunch of other different shooting, and to take some man. It's just we got more to talk about. So let's go on ahead yeah. so we can get that rest. Because when Marquise was talking about that, I was like, damn. That sleep show does sound good right now. So, because <laughs> rest is important, man. Damn, for sure. Take that shit for granted. All right, you all. You, you all be safe. We are out of here. did it right on time yeah. all right man all right brother we'll talk man we gotta get yeah we yes, gotta sir. get i'm trying to figure out how we're gonna do that uh that force on force training that's a lot of research but so it's, it's it's a lot of research